Hey, have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast. Hey guys, it's Allie. Welcome back to Infertile AF, the podcast. This is episode 216 called Chris Jackson. This podcast is sponsored by Receptiva DX. Receptiva DX is a powerful test that has helped thousands of women who have experienced recurrent pregnancy loss or IVF failure. The test helps detect inflammatory conditions of the uterus that might be preventing you from becoming pregnant or staying pregnant. The most common underlying condition of a positive Receptiva DX test is endometriosis with or without symptoms. If you or someone you know has struggled with IVF, Receptiva DX may give you the answer and treatment protocols that you're looking for. Talk with your doctor about Receptiva DX because the journey is so worth it. Plus, guys, Infertile AF listeners are getting $75 off the Receptiva DX test. So all you have to do is go to ReceptivaDX.com or download the app Receptiva DX, use code InfertileAF23, and you'll get $75 off. Thanks, Receptiva DX. Today's episode is presented by Belly. Belly offers modern prenatal vitamins optimized for fertility, prenatal, and post-pregnancy health. To learn more about how to optimize your fertility and pregnancy health, check out their vegan-friendly, dairy-free, non-GMO vitamins for both men and women at bellybaby.com. That's spelled B-E-L-I-B-A-B-Y.com. The best part, if you use code ALLY15, you'll get 15% off your first month of either Belly Women or Belly Men. Again, that's code ALLY15, A-L-I-1-5 for 15% off. Thanks, Belly. Okay, guys, super interesting guest today. I am talking to Chris Jackson, who's the CEO and president of Cicero Diagnostics. He's been in diagnostic lab testing for over 30 years, focusing on healthcare sales and marketing, and he's launched more than 35 products during his career, with the majority in the field of women's health and reproductive medicine. Today, we're going to talk all about how Cicero Diagnostics is giving a voice to silent endometriosis, why this is so important right now, how the Receptiva DX test, which is for unexplained infertility, failed implantation, and recurrent pregnancy loss, how it works, and so much more. Chris is going to talk about some success stories from some of the women he's worked with over the years, and he's also going to share some very exciting new generation testing that's on the horizon. So he's always worked really hard to advance things in women's health and reproductive medicine. I love talking to him. And without further ado, this is Chris's fertility story. Chris Jackson, I am so excited to talk to you today. We've done some things together before, but we've never really done an in-depth conversation about all the amazing things that you're doing in the world of women's health and reproductive medicine. So welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Great. Thanks for inviting me. Looking forward to this. Of course. So let's start out with you know, what you're doing these days and how you got into you know women's health and reproductive medicine in the first place. 
Sure, sure. I've been in the laboratory space for greater than 35 years, and the majority of that actually has been in women's health from uh, prenatal genetics. Uh, I ran a genetics clinic uh, complete with the lab as well as the genetic counseling and all the ultrasounds and amniocentesis and everything. And from there, I've just always been fascinated by this uh, area of medicine and reproductive health. Uh, I worked in uh, for some startups that ranged from uh, a test for preterm labor called fetal fibronectin. And uh, that uh, was a very successful test to triage uh, uh, women that were coming in and just finding out if they're in labor or not to um, launching all the way back in 1989, the first uh, commercial cystic fibrosis test for uh, families that uh, had that inherited gene. Uh, so a lot of exciting things that uh, have led me here and I've just worked with some great people. And that's kind of what led me to uh, starting this company. Wow. So I read that you've launched more than 35 products during your career. And the two that you just mentioned I mean, think about all the lives that you've touched and improved and changed. Like, that's pretty cool. Do you ever sit back and think about the impact that you had with, your, you know, the teams that you've worked with, of course? Sure. Well, yeah, I can't take credit for it. <laughs> You're amazing, but it's not yeah. just you, we know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's I think anyone anyone can tell you the work that you're doing and you feel the same way about that when you touch people's lives uh there's the reward in there that there's no monetary uh thing about that so you know ranging from women that uh uh over in hawaii that would get triage to uh decide or not whether or not they have to be flown by an air ambulance to get over in honolulu uh to see if they're in preterm labor to uh helping families prepare for a child with special needs to mm-hmm. now doing uh, this in the fertility space. Uh, it's very rewarding and sometimes overwhelming when uh, someone comes up and they're calling you crying because they're so happy that uh, something that we were a part of uh, helped them in their journey. Absolutely. I feel that too. You know, just people listening to the podcast, the write-in and all that stuff. It's really humbling. But like you said, it's it's so cool to be able to do work that you're not only passionate about but that you really do. There's other people on the other side or there's real people on the other side of this. And that's that's really, really cool and makes it so special. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about launching Cicero Diagnostics. It was 2017, right? Sure, sure. So actually, we'll start back uh, even earlier than that. I'd stayed in touch with some doctors that I'd worked bef- uh, with before, and they approached me uh, about the research they had done with uh, BCL-6, this inflammatory marker that had an association with endometriosis as well as unexplained infertility. And so uh, just taking a look at the research and everything, uh, it looked like a great opportunity. My question to them obviously is, there's enough markers out there in the world. How do we help the women with this? No one wants to find a marker and say, you've got this if you don't have a, a treatment pathway, uh, you know, and and that's where this all Such came Such a to good be. question. That's why you're so good at what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's, there's so many things out there for people to look at and get thrown at and considered and everything. And yeah, at the end of the day, did we help people? Did this get people from point A to point B and provide answers that uh, we didn't have before. And that's that's what intrigued me about this opportunity. Yeah. So it's not just recognizing this BCL6 gene, but then what, right? You know, what are you going to do? What are the action steps? So Correct. can you clarify, I know you and I have talked about this before, but for anybody who might be new to this world or new to what you do, what is BCL6? 
So BCL-6 is a, a marker of inflammation, and it's not just specific to uh, endometriosis in the uterine lining. We have BCL-6 floating around in our body uh, in, in minute quantities at all times, but in certain uh, conditions, uh, BCL-6, uh, it's inflammation. And uh, there's several inflammatory markers, uh, but BCL-6 is a marker that uh, anyone who has experienced uh, lymphoma uh, uh, has knows that BCL-6 is a marker of, pro of progression and, and how treatment is going and everything. So there's different uses of it. Mm -hmm. uh, when this came to be, uh, what happened with uh, the patients that were suffering from unexplained infertility and recurrent pregnancy loss is that the, the scientists were looking for markers that uh, were overly expressed in women, they were having difficulties. And so they ran the gamut of markers and BCL-6 just stood out like a sore thumb that this is a marker that wouldn't normally be there on the uterine lining. So what's what's causing it? So then they go backwards and figure out that it's endometriosis somewhere else in the body. And mm -hmm. this is the body's immune response and changing the, the hormonal pathway. And all of a sudden, BCL-6 is this uninvited guest showing up at the worst possible time. When you're trying to get pregnant, it's there on the uterine lining, like a a layer of film on a, on a garden that you're just hoping for the 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 seed to uh, start uh, uh, coming up to the ground. Such a good analogy. So, what does it actually do when it when that layer of film is there? What is it preventing from happening? Well, it's uh, it's not allowing a couple things. Uh, some women can get pregnant despite this, and so I want to back up and say that. Mm -hmm. So, endometriosis, first of all. Uh, for your listeners, is uterine lining tissue that has somehow found its way outside of the uterus. Mm -hmm. And so these implants, uh, usually it comes back through the ovaries, if you will, uh, kind of backwards and can implant in the pelvic area or or what have you. Well, these implants attach and just like your endometrial lining, they're fed by estrogen once a month to build your lining up. Mm -hmm. And it, it also, because of the estrogen feeding it, it also generates this, uh, the BCL-6 protein to be there, this inflammatory response. So it's showing up there. And what it's doing is it's interrupting this, like if we want to use that analogy again, mm -hmm. this, this this garden bed um, uh creating this kind of unfair playing field, if you will. So, and a lot of times it'll block implantation from happening. And in other cases, it will dislodge something that's been implanted uh, and not let it, uh, the embryo get through that very challenging first trimester. Mm -hmm. Okay. That really, really does explain it better probably than I've heard before. So thank you for that. So on your website for Cicero Diagnostics, on the homepage, it says that you're giving a voice to silent endometriosis, which is so important, especially now. Why do you think this is so important and the timing is is so right for this right now? Well, I think uh, any of the fertility folks out there can tell you that uh, endometriosis has always been known to cause issues with implantation failure as well as recurrent pregnancy loss. Uh, the The issue really is, is that we stop looking for it. And the reason we stop looking for it is that 20, 25 years ago, every workup for uh, fertility through a fertility center included laparoscopy. Let's go look and make sure everything's in great condition. And they would find endometriosis more often than you would think. 
And a lot of these women didn't know they had endometriosis, hence the name silent endometriosis, or also known as asymptomatic endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And by that, it's, you know, we kind of use the analogy, it's not your mama's endometriosis when you've heard Mm -hmm. of women that are just terrible, terrible uh, pain as their period's approaching. I mean, we're talking about debilitating pain. We're talking about painful intercourse, painful bowel movements, uh, heavy bleeding, All these things are hallmark signs of endometriosis. But in the fertility world, the majority of the women don't have any of those classic symptoms. And so it's silent uh, endometriosis. Mm -hmm. It's endometriosis they didn't know they had. They didn't even know to consider it as a factor. And quite, quite frankly, either have all of the newer doctors that are out there in reproductive medicine because they weren't really trained to be looking for it anymore because laparoscopy is, is pretty much vanished except for folks with great insurance or people that are in terrible pain that have fought through the process to get it approved. So mm-hmm. without scoping, it was there. It was always there. They really just stopped looking for it. Okay. So this the Receptiva DX test is you know, best for unexplained infertility, failed implantation, and recurrent pregnancy loss. Is that correct? This episode is brought to you by Vegamore. I'm always trying to do right by my body. So when it comes to my hair and scalp health, finding a product that actually works and is made with clean ingredients always seems like a trade-off. But with Vegamore, I get products that are made with clean ingredients and give me visibly healthy hair and scalp. With Vegamore, I am able to have noticeably thicker, fuller, shinier, longer hair, all without the harsh ingredients. Every cute pink bottle of Vegamore products are 100% cruelty-free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. Okay, so I got my box of Vegamore products and I've been using them all for the past month. The shampoo, the conditioner, the grow hair serum, the hair foam, the eyelash serum, the eyebrow serum... It's been about a month, like I said, and my hair really does feel stronger and thicker. Everything looks better. And the shampoo in particular, I have to say, smells really good. The key is consistency in your routine for your most beautiful, healthy-looking hair. I use Vegamore Grow Hair Serum daily, and my hair and scalp are feeling better than ever. Here's another cool thing. Vegamore has these great value kits, like the Grow Essentials Kit, where you get to try more than one amazing product at a time at great savings. So when you sign up for a monthly subscription, you save more and you never run low on the products that you need. And fun fact, guys, Vegamore sells one bottle of the Grow Hair Serum every 15 seconds on their website. That's how good this stuff is. So here is the deal, my beautiful listeners. For a limited time, you can get 20% off your first order by going to vegamore.com slash and using code infertileaf at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash infertile AF, code infertile AF to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R dot com slash infertile AF, code infertile AF. Thanks, Vegamore. That's correct. Yes. Okay. So how does, if somebody is going to take the test, what is it exactly? How does it work? Like what are they, what should one expect when they go in and have this test done? Sure. Sure. So. Now, in in the fertility space, uh, working with fertility centers, uh, they'll usually introduce the concept of the test uh, after someone has experienced a uh, at least one failure, maybe after two failures, depending on if there's uh, genetic testing of the embryos uh, involved. 
Uh, sometimes they'll use the test up front if the uh, uh, the person has limited coverage, uh, limited mm-hmm. funds, and just kind of wants that whole kitchen sink approach, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, but uh, by and large, in the fertility centers, it's usually introduced at least to the patients as a possibility for uh, testing. So the test consists of an endometrial biopsy that they would collect at the time that they would normally do an IVF transfer, for example. And so that might be a controlled uh, medicated cycle. The beauty of our test is it can also be done in a natural cycle. And a woman would just simply track her ovulation. And then seven to 10 days after she knows she's ovulated, they would schedule uh, uh, the biopsy. And it doesn't have to be done in a hospital or anything like that. It can be done in a a regular office visit. there is um, you know, some some uh, intense pain for about five to 10 seconds as the biopsy is being uh, taken. There might be some light cramping afterwards, but uh, women after that usually resume their workday uh, mm-hmm. immediately just without any you know heavy activities. Okay. So they don't have to go under or anything like that to have this? T- is it like an endometrial scratch kind of, or is that not the right term for it? That was kind of the original term for uh, scratching because, uh, and there's a lot of debate on this, but a lot of doctors will still do it, but they'll go in there and kind of do this uh, uh, scratch, if you will, to generate an immune response to mm-hmm. kind of, uh, I don't say reboot the immune system, but to do that. So a lot mm-hmm. of doctors don't believe in it, uh, uh, but in this case, it's a, a pipel. So when you think of a biopsy, normally uh, you, you think of, of something being cut out or what have you. This is actually through suction. It's uh, uh, they they go in with the pipel, go against the uh, uterine wall, and then they pull back on uh, the pipel, which sucks some tissue away into into this tube. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a bit of pain, but it's a little bit different than you think of a traditional biopsy where they might be cutting out something. Gotcha. Okay. So normally before this was invented, basically, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one usually had to have surgery, right, to determine if they had endo. So this is really groundbreaking in terms of you don't need to have this invasive surgery that you had to have before. It's, you know, the tissue can be obtained via the biopsy that you were just explaining. Is that right? Yeah, that's a great question. And I, I also want to make sure that uh, your listeners understand uh, we don't use the word diagnose. We use the word detect. detect. And okay. the reason for that is uh, diagnosis needs to be you know, as close to 100% accurate as possible. And so the gold standard for that is laparoscopy. Now, having said that, depending on who's doing the laparoscopy, they may not even always see endometriosis. It may be lighter uh, in color, may not be these big implants or anything like that that you see some of the traditional pictures of or what have you. But uh, laparoscopy is still the gold standard, but Mm -hmm. again, it's just not used that much. So the whole purpose of this, the scientists that were involved are actually practicing clinicians, and they were looking for how, how can we do this for women that really don't want to go through invasive surgery are not going to volunteer to do that, mm-hmm. especially don't want to pay for it out of pocket since their insurance isn't covering it. But how can we help them see if they're in that group that is suffering from uh, their infertility or their pregnancy losses as a result of endometriosis that wasn't rearing its ugly head in any other form, any other mm-hmm. symptoms? Okay. Okay. So if it is detected that one has this BCL6 gene, we talked about this a little bit before, but what what should they do next? Is it how is it treated? Is it hormone suppression therapy, surgery, something else? Um, what do you find is kind of the the standard in terms of next steps? 
Sure. So uh, surgery has been the option for most women for uh, forever, actually, uh, you know, the, since the whole field of reproductive medicine uh, came to be. Um, that just isn't a viable option for a lot of women. Now, having said that, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about an alternative treatment that is being used extensively in the fertility space. Uh, but with laparoscopy, that's still a great option for women that are having these symptoms that maybe they never thought of endometriosis as the reason behind some of those symptoms I was telling you about, you know, the, mm -hmm. the, the, the painful bowel movements, painful intercourse, uh, the heavy bleeding. Those are hallmark signs that if they didn't understand, surgery is the only way they can really treat those. The other treatment option that's available for fertility patients is hormone suppression therapy. Mm -hmm. And so it's different from surgery, but it's been very effective in the fertility space in that you are given, they're called uh, GnRH agonists, uh, but it's a fancy way of saying we're shutting down your reproductive system for a couple of months. We're putting you in a menopausal state is probably the best way for most people to relate it. You're not cycling. You're not having your period. You're, nothing's going on. So what it's doing in addition to that is that it's taking estrogen progesterone out of the picture from doing their normal thing that so the uterine lining is not building up but also it's not, not inflaming the uterine lining by uh doing anything with those implants with the endometriosis and creating that um, immune response so it's essentially just um cooling off and letting everything just uh, relax and what we found in uh, some of these outcome studies that we've done is that that was long enough and when i say long enough the women did uh two 30-day injections of of the uh, uh, the depo lupron uh, treatment, and then he went right into a, a frozen embryo transfer cycle. Didn't have a period. We don't want to introduce estrogen, but went right into frozen embryo transfer cycle. And now we're getting six. You know, in our published report, we got about fifty nine percent live birth success rates. Now uh, the doctors that we're working with and the data that they're sharing us, they're getting seventy five and higher on the success rates with the depo lupron. So. Real exciting stuff and mm -hmm. a great alternative for someone who just, I didn't even know I had endometriosis. Now you want to do surgery on me. Uh, that's not an option. What else you got? So that's, right. that's how this all came to be. Yeah. So I saw on your website that in October 21, you guys had reached the 10,000 patient milestone. I'm sure you're, you've far surpassed that by now. Do you have any idea how many patients you guys are at right now in terms of detecting this and helping them? Sure. So we've done over 25,000 biopsies. I think it's probably closer to 27,000 now. The um, uh, outcomes data that we have now where we work with, we work with a lot of different uh, uh, name centers around uh, the country. Some of the CCRM facilities mm -hmm. and NYU in New York City. Uh, uh, just, a, I think, We've got about 32 now, but uh, that are participating in this, and they and this is all blinded, but they provide us their outcomes and how they treated the patients. So mm -hmm. now we've got outcome data on about 4,000 patients. So it's, it's real exciting now, and uh, it's the best evidence we can give other doctors who haven't started doing the test yet. Is just say, you know, you don't have to look at us in our publications. You can talk to your peers out there that are using mm -hmm. this test now and and they'll share with you the success rates they're having. Right. So how do you line up with these fertility centers in the first place? I guess this is more of like a business question. And I'm just curious, like how many you said you're working with somewhere over 30. 
right now. How many would you guys like to be working with ideally? Is it like every <laughs> every fertility oh. center? Uh, oh, and actually, how do you, we're working, you know, yeah. How are yeah, you getting in the door, I guess, is what I'm asking. Sure, sure. So we're, we're actually working with over 325 fertility centers here in the U.S. We've got about, I think, 65 fertility centers around the globe that are uh, using the test. Uh, traditionally, uh, you know, we have a sales team that is out there talking with doctors and making sure that they're aware of the latest data. Yeah. Uh, but, but to tell you the truth, I would say that uh, at least... 40 to 50% of our uh, offices that use us started out because of, of the women that read about us, heard about us on a podcast, are in groups, uh, support groups uh, for unexplained infertility, for yeah. loss. The information out there is just powerful and Good. it's shared. And uh, centers will call us up and say, we we want to do this for a patient. We need someone to come in and tell us a little bit more about it. And you know, you have to remember doctors, they, 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 it's, it's very difficult. So we'll meet them at trade shows and educate them there. They'll attend conferences and hear seminars. Uh, but it's very tough for them to decipher through all the litany of tests that people are right. out there throwing at them and trying to figure out which ones are really going to benefit the patient. And so they don't look like someone who's out there, you know, uh, uh, positioning something that maybe doesn't have the data behind it, like our test does. Absolutely. So just playing a little bit of devil's advocate, what do you say to people that are skeptical about this? Have you faced any kind of feedback that was just like, no, we're not going to do that. We don't believe in that. Or or does the data speak for itself in this case? Well, that's a great question. There's always skeptics with the internet. There's always going to be skeptics, uh, even more so. But mm -hmm. uh, the majority of the doctors that we talk to have embraced this. Uh, the difficulty for them sometimes is to stop what they know, which is doing IVF. Mm. They're in this mode of, okay, that didn't work. Let's try again. Okay, that didn't work. Let's let's try again. And uh, it's interesting because they believe in their heart of hearts. If you give them, you know, five or six times at doing an IVF transfer, they're going to get everyone pregnant. Well, not everyone has either the embryos, the the financial means, of mm -hmm. uh, the patients, or the physical and emotional capability to go through that many experiences. Not to not to you know even forget the strain it puts on uh, a marriage. And so when I when I reach skeptics that are saying, well, Chris, we need more data and all that, I can point them to over 25 studies. I can point them to some of that data that I was telling you about from their their colleagues throughout the country. But more importantly, I just ask them and patients should do uh, do this, too, is what can we do now? What else can we do before I just spend another 10, mm -hmm. 15, 20,000 dollars and expect a different result from you? Mm hmm. And that's where this comes in, where this is consumer medicine. And a lot of the women I talk to, you know, they're afraid to talk with their doctor. And I said, you know, you're, your hands are on the steering wheel. This is an opportunity for you to stop the process because they are in motion and they know what they do, which is IVF. But it's up to you to, to grab them and say, you know, I'd like to consider other options before I just jump in and do a third cycle here, doctor, I'm sorry. I, you know, I thought I was going to be pregnant by now. I really would like more information. I'd like to do this test. I'd like to do that or what have you. And I just encourage women to do that because the doctors will listen. You are paying for this. So they will do what you ask. 
But you know, the important part is too, is that you have to make sure they're ready to follow the treatment guidelines as well. Because if they're not willing to do that and just do the test for you, then that's a separate discussion because there'd be nothing more frustrating than doing the test and a doctor not acting on the result. But, mm-hmm. but the skeptics are getting fewer and fewer and the data is uh, is out there. And I think it just comes down to having a great talk with your provider about where you're at right now in your journey and where you need to feel comfortable before you just let them continue to do uh, what they're doing and scheduling another transfer. Yeah. I love that notion of your hands are on the steering wheel. I think that's such an important thing. You know, we talk about this in our fertility rally groups all the time is like, you've got to advocate for yourself. And I think that for so long, women didn't know. And I didn't know when I was first in this world, you know, going through it, that I could ask questions and ask for certain tests. And, you know, thankfully, I didn't have to go through a years long journey once I got into treatment, but so many people do. And, you know, to give them that power and, you know, empower them by giving them the information about things like this, I think is so important because for so long, it was just like the doctor knows best, do what the doctor says. And now it's like, we've got a voice and we've got these hive minds that are sharing information that, you know, you can go in with a list of things to ask about. And I think I've seen it myself, you know, people have had success by something they learned in one of our groups or by, you know, listening to something or watching an Instagram live or something. So that's pretty cool. Well, and another thing else, and what I uh, talk with the doctors and I, I tell my reps to engage with the doctors is that at least make sure the patient has the knowledge that this is available and it's an option. Mm-hmm. You may not be selling it 100%. You're not making any money on it, all that. I I get that. But mm-hmm. I let the doctor know. I said, what you don't want is a scenario where they come in after four failures and now they found out about this in a chat group or something like that. And then come back to you and say, I'm leaving you. And the reason I'm doing that is you could have at least told me about this $30,000 ago or two transfers ago. Totally. Yep. And given given me that option. And that's all I try and prepare the doctors. I don't tell them how to practice medicine. I let them know what other clinics are doing and what their success rates are. Uh, But there is some competition for patients. And I, I remind the doctors after two failures, whatever confidence they had in you is dwindling. Mm-hmm. And you've got a husband that may not have been involved up, up front, but is now looking at this going, okay, now yeah. what are we looking at? Or a partner, you know, our, the next step's a home equity line or what have you. I'm going to have a little bit more say in this and, totally. and who we work with. So uh, that's all I do to prepare the doctors. So brilliant. So can you share a success story or two from, you mentioned that people will come up to you at trade shows or you get letters or, you know, just talk to women or couples or, you know, who've gone through this and ended up with healthy pregnancies. Does anything come to mind that sticks with you? Oh, gosh, uh, we've had, there's so many testimonials on our website and, mm-hmm. and they're all real. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trying to think of one or two specifically. I mean, the, the ones that catch me off guard are... I had a woman that was in the industry that worked for another company that had a uh, genetic product, nothing to do with uh, mm-hmm. uh, fertility necessarily, but uh, came up and she was seven months pregnant. And it was because of our test and the treatment. And uh, uh, it's just those that catch you off guard. Uh, but I think I alluded to it at the beginning. Uh, when we get phone calls, it's it's very um it's rewarding but it's also just catches you off guard to hear somebody so happy that they got a positive result 
I mean, who gets a positive test result and is happy about it? Right. And, uh, and, and, and what it's about is that it doesn't necessarily guarantee they'll get pregnant, but for the women that we're helping, about two-thirds of them that were about to give up, we gave them a new pathway to mm-hmm. pregnancy. And Absolutely. That was something that they didn't, they didn't even want to, you know, the, the word hope had kind of gone out the door. So yeah. that's the that's the rewarding part. But I right. I, I can tell you if, if if any of your listeners go and they see a, a testimonial on our website, mm-hmm. I can put you in touch with that. Uh, I can put them in touch with that person so they know. But the yeah, that's pretty cool. That they're just not alone. This journey has been done by so many women. And I, I know just from talking with them, it's one of the loneliest things you can experience. But there's so many groups out there and so many people that are willing to help that have been there that all of a sudden you realize, wow, there's, uh, you know, two million other people on this beach right now. I I thought I was under my own umbrella. Just uh, absolutely. I think, like you said, just having a plan or having some some sort of answers when you've been fledgling for so long, especially when it's unexplained, you know, just is gives you that you know, hope, like you said, but also like a little bit of relief and like an action plan. And that feels really good because there's so much of this that you can't control, you know? So when you get a modicum of control, you're like, okay, I'm going with that. Uh, let me say another thing too, is unexplained fertility is not a diagnosis. Mm. It, 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 it's a label that's given by doctors when they have no more clues. Mm-hmm. And I just want to, I, I challenge the, uh, the the women out there just to say, what does that mean? Right. Because to me, that means we need more information. What else can we do? And that's not a promo for our test or anything like that. It's a just a fact out there that nobody wants to be labeled. Nobody wants to be told maybe this isn't for you, that type of thing. So right. uh, it just means other options need to be explored. Yeah. So Chris, before we wrap, you've obviously got a lot on your plate with this, but is there any other new generation testing on the horizon for you guys or any other areas that you want to explore in this women's health and fertility world? Oh, gosh. Yeah, we have so much going on in the research area. Uh, a lot of it will be out in the next uh, year or two. Mm-hmm. I think the the biggest thing that we're looking at right now is a marker that should be out later this year. That is uh, kind of it looks like the key behind what we call progesterone resistance. Mm-hmm. And a BCL six marker does identify that, but we think this marker is even better at doing that. And especially for women that are getting pregnant but can't stay pregnant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ability to detect progesterone resistance is, is key because progesterone is this important hormone that takes over for estrogen in developing the uterine lining and nourishing the embryo, but it also signals to the rest of the body, hey, we're pregnant. Do not have a period. Do not attack this foreign object. It's it's an embryo. And that's it's a very important role for progesterone. And you think about it, it's the main ingredient in birth control. You're, you're taking it to trick your body into thinking you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. So if progesterone can't do its role, what happens? The lining breaks down and you have a period. Uh, if progesterone can't do its role, uh, the embryo doesn't become nourished and mother nature will discard it. So 
this is kind of the, the process that we're looking at is to really help women that maybe not even setting in a fertility center uh, because they don't have the means or IVF is not something they uh, want to do. So our next step is to be able to offer some technologies that we're doing to uh, women that may never set in the fertility center that can uh, access these tests through their OBGYN. Wow. And because we're doing it in a natural uh, cycle, uh, when we collect the biopsy, that's that'll be there for them. So that's what we're really excited. And that's those are the next steps for us. That's so exciting. So we will definitely be keeping an eye on you guys and what you have coming out. And, you know, I just want to say, I truly know that you want to help people. And that feels so good to, you know, keep having these conversations and keep learning things. I always learn something when I talk to you and hopefully everybody listening has learned a lot more too. But before we wrap, what would you say to somebody right now who's listening and might just be in the throes of the depths of despair and really, really struggling. You know, you you talk to these people all the time. Well, I I do, but uh, I, I just encourage them. Uh, one of the great things about the internet, because we always talk about the negatives, but the positives are the accessibility through blogs, through uh, Facebook pages. There's a community of women out there that are holding each other up. And just think of a woman... Uh, before the internet, uh, before these groups existed, that mm -hmm. you're just lonely. And there's almost no excuse for it now because you can find a group for everything. But uh, this is a really necessary group at, a, at a, the most challenging time in your life because uh, obviously uh, some of the women I talk to, even the husband has just... Uh, uh, they they want to be there for them, but they can't do anything for them. And so it, it becomes this empty kind of void. Well, there's women out there in support groups that are holding everybody up uh, and not just recommending tests and everything, but just there for them. You know, mm -hmm. what, what were your results? You're sharing your results and there's 30 women that know exactly what you're going through versus people you work with who may not care. You may not want to share that information with, but these people are generally interested in helping you because you're helping them as well. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. And if you want to hear more about what Chris is doing and what they have going on, definitely go to receptivadx.com. You can also get $75 off the test if you use code infertileaf23. So definitely check that out and look for more to come from Chris and his team. They're working so hard to make everything better for everybody who's on this journey. So thank you as always for listening. Thanks again to Chris for such a great combo. And I will talk to you guys next time. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.